0: Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Audio Explorations with the Editor. This is a Circus Voices podcast, and I am the editor, Kim Campbell. This episode is titled Think Like an Acrobat, and that's because I'll be exploring how an acrobat thinks by interviewing Shanae Stiletto, and I'll be asking her about her new vlog series of the same name that she'll be launching with Circus Talk on November 2nd. The Think Like an Acrobat vlog series is part of our exclusive pro content features that we offer to pro members, and it will provide a deep insight into the professional development and networking in the circus world. Fortunately, Circus Voices podcast listeners today are offered a discount rate for pro membership of just 4 dollars a month for a yearly subscription. Your pro membership provides you with access to job listings, advanced searches, special industry discounts, and exclusive content on Circus Talk News, and it helps us to add further features and content that are essential for our community to recover. So sign up today and get ready to catch this series as it unfolds. And thank you for that. Let me tell you a little bit about Shanae Stiletto. She's a two-time world champion gold medalist in acrobatic gymnastics, a USA Gymnastics Hall of Fame member, and a World Acrobatic Society inductee. Her career includes a decade of collaborations with Cirque du Soleil, including the coveted hand-balancing role as The Promise in Verakai and becoming the first ever American African-American female soloist to play a lead character in a circus light production. Sinead was also the finalist, a finalist on America's Got Talent and has continued to be a featured artist with the prominent circus entertainment companies around the world. She's also a podcaster, <laughs> so extra pressure for me. Um, and we're excited to introduce you. Hello, Sinead. How are you? Hi, Kim. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you're here because um, this vlog series our whole team is very excited to coordinate the details with you Um, And this is a new segment. We're going to be reaching a new segment of the circus world with information and practical advice and interviews Um, That's why I'm sitting down with you today. And I want to like dig deep into this if you don't mind Oh, absolutely. I'm so excited to speak about the show Cool Well, many of our listeners and readers are familiar with you through your own personal podcast that I mentioned, um, which is called Live Like an Acrobat. We monitor that on Circus Talk. And in that podcast, you explore circus and gymnastics through a series of interviews with great names in the industry. I love this program. Um, But I want to ask you, what's different about your new Circus Talk blog series, Think Like an Acrobat? How is it going to differ from that?
1: Um, That's a great question, Kim. And how Think Like an Acrobat will be different from Live Like an Acrobat? I say that Live Like an Acrobat is very much the therapy for the artist that I am interviewing. You are very much hearing the story behind the career of my guest. So you're definitely understanding kind of like the why. And I feel like it's more of the effect of somebody's choices. In Think Like an Acrobat, we're very much exploring the cause. So it's the how-to, it's the meat and potatoes of how this performer or how this individual that I'm interviewing, most of them are performers, but not all, are taking us through the complexities and the kind of how-to of what they are responsible uh, for doing within their careers or depending on the topic that I have them exploring with me. It's very much, I think, like a masterclass of the mm-hmm. topics that we are exploring for Think Like an Acrobat. We're going to dissect every single topic that we have um, per show. So one show focuses on one specific topic. We don't kind of go into their story and into the, I think, emotional undertones of the decisions mm-hmm. that they made We really want to go into the business-minded aspects of why they did what they did and how the circus artists and whoever's viewing, um, listening in, can come to a better understanding of how they can do that particular thing better and achieve more success in that area and feel like they're equipped with practical tools. I think that there's very much something to a practicality of circus mm-hmm. that can get you very far within a career. And we definitely try and go into the structures of how you can structure your circus career and utilize these different components that I think are very important. And mm-hmm. if um, taken in this way, can really elevate your career and create longevity and give you information that you maybe have heard of, but maybe haven't heard it in this specific way but we're definitely trying to have candid conversations about topics that we usually don't get to hear so much about um, within the circus world either. It's kind of like the things that you don't want people to know because it's like your secrets that you have of how you got to where you (laughs) were.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's brilliant. So it'll be like advice and tips and very practical, like knowledge and stuff like that. It sounds like.
1: Yes, absolutely. We are going to give as much practical tips and, um, and ideas as possible. And of course, there will be reflection in there too. I give reflection on, um, on experiences that I've had personally. The guest mm. gives experiences too. Um, but what we try to do is we try to give a very general understanding of the specific topic that we're focusing on so that it can feel very inclusive, so that you can feel like this is something that you can access because you maybe came from, you have a different path in circus and so that it doesn't feel so singular and like, okay, well, this person was only able to do that because they had all those things. And how does that really like relate to my experience Which sometimes is how you can feel in circus, like, well, they had a leg up in some way. So I think in Think Like an Acrobat, we're trying to show you maybe how they got that leg up because I think Mm -hmm. that that's a very important thing to remember in circus. There's many times a reason why that person or that artist or things are the way that they are. And I think the first time that I ever understood that within circus, it really like blew my mind open where I <laughs> saw that there were meetings that people were having. I remember the first time when I was told by a performer that the night before, after the show, the producer, and the director had taken a few artists out for drinks and they had had a meeting with them and offered them new contracts for mm-hmm. like a few years into the future, and they said, "You know, nobody's supposed to know about this meeting, um but I'm letting you know." And for better or worse, I had that information, and that's happened mm-hmm. to me more than once. I know a lot of performers that that's happened to. And so those are kind of like the secrets and things that we're talking about in the think like an acrobat series the mm-hmm. the the conversations that you don't realize are happening um counter to your experience. And so those are some of the things that are happening. Um, that, um, that contribute to the success of, of circus artists that you see.
0: Sinead, you've interviewed so many people in your day for your podcast, and in, you know even more professional circus artists through your long career. Um, since you know all these folks and have talked to them, I want to kind of riff off your title for your show a little bit and ask, what are a few things that you believe acrobats see differently about the world?
1: Oh wow. I I really sometimes don't even know where to start on that one. I think that we see everything differently about the world. I think that acrobats—it's kind of like ingrained in us to be able to see everything counter to the rest of the world and the way that the rest of the world is kind of run, because we kind of our survival depends on that. I remember, um, you know, when I had an experience as well, of going into uh, somebody speaking to me about um, a, a certain country and saying, "Oh, well, good." god no no one's going there or nobody could ever Mm. go there and you know my response is i'm like flying there you know like soon and i've got a contract there and yeah everything's gonna kind of be okay and be just fine and they were really Mm. blown away by that and so for me the way that acrobats see the world is that we see it with kind of like X-ray vision. Like we are definitely on like an underground pair within the parallel like universe, I say, um, in terms of how the rest of the world is is moving forward and going because. So much of our business is so unique and so different and it's so niche and there's so much about it that people don't know about it. And so we are not having the same kind of conversations that people are having about their job or where they're going in the world or about the same T- topics and things that are happening and going on mm-hmm. in the world. We usually have a very different perspective on what's existing because we kind of like have no choice but to go and work there or exist there or to make a life there. We usually have to make a life out of out of kind of like nothing. We go places where we don't know anybody where we have to depend on the kindness and ingenuity of others that we don't know. We're doing risky things and we many times have to plan and coordinate on a lot of that on our own. And sometimes with the assistance of those that don't speak our mother tongue, our own language, Mm -hmm. um, which can be complicated. So for me, I think that we see the world in a very specific way, but I think that acrobats are uh, incredibly inspiring. Like we have a certain level of creativity and genius that I feel like most people don't get, um, from their own kind of, um, from their own careers that they don't need to have. And I Mm -hmm. feel like we have a certain level of survival instinct. That's very, that's very natural. That gets ingrained in us kind of from the beginning. Um, we have to be incredibly trusting with how we see the world because we have to move through the world, um, quite a bit. And we have to go into spaces that most people wouldn't kind of dream of going into and do something that's incredibly hyper-focused, efficient, have an emotional experience and also have a life. I've always reminded people that when they speak about our contracts, that you're not speaking about a contract. You're speaking about, you know, time in my life, time in an artist's life. So it's not just, you know, we go in and we're doing like this work you're going in and you are living this life when you go into a space and you create like this new community kind of wherever you go, which I also think is another kind of hyper-focus with circus artists too. We're very easy. Like
0: a turtle. Yeah. You got your house on your
1: back. (laughs) Right. We take our community and we take our lives wherever we go. And I think there's something very special about that too. And I think that it makes us feel much more connected to the world um, than others may maybe. I feel like it increases our level of tolerance. It increases our level of inclusivity and openness because we see the world as our home and we see every single experience we have as an invitation to exist there and to grow and to be more um, by way of how we, you know, have to kind of level up to be able to do the next kind of crazy, you know, job that we have or or experience that's difficult and something that we haven't experienced before.
0: It sounds to me like you just told me that acrobats are flexible people, which is kind of like funny but true and also true in multiple ways.
1: Yeah, exactly. We are very <laughs> flexible. I you know, we are we are we are very flexible in body and in mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes,
1: and yeah, uh, I think that so many things that we actually have is our physical attributes and our physical skill. Um actually um it kind of um molds and um and it and, and it and it floods into the rest of our lives because when you do have to figure out how to, you know, get your visas and um I, I always say that we've pretty much are able to tackle every kind of job that you would ever imagine because that exists within being a circus performer so you are a travel agent you know mm-hmm. you are your mm-hmm. own chef you are you know your own your your own prop maker in some ways your own your own rigger your own mechanic you, you know you you end up having all these different skills and all of these different abilities and um in in ways that most people don't expect so we are kind of um we're much more evolved I think than we get credit for and um I I think that what I love right now in seeing this time too with the evolution of circus artists is that they are we are combining all of those attributes and making them stronger and strengthening them more and more each year
0: that's great um I'm thinking about these you're going to have six episodes of this series uh, to start with and over, scheduled over the next few months and um there's some pretty interesting guests in the lineup do you want to tell us a little bit about them and what types of topics you'll be covering when you interview them? Yes,
1: I am very excited for the lineup. I, I have some really genius guests that um, have been doing what they do very well for a very long time. And that was very important um, to have guests in that way that have had success in these areas and have a lot of experience. I feel like experience is really golden um, when it comes to doing something well and then also to be able to give really great advice you know that's how I've come to so much of what I understand is literally through experience somebody can have a lot of knowledge but if they don't have the experience to back it up they can be very limited especially if things come up that they maybe hadn't um, predicted but the guest um, the first guest will be Claudius Specht and he is a master juggler and master prop maker and we are focusing on how to master the side hustle with Claudius and And that is a really big topic obviously right now and what Claudius Mm. has been able to do he started doing this before anybody was really doing it and that's what I've always really loved about him he's always been pretty like under the radar but very successful you'll see Claudius's work but you don't know that it's his work and I think there's something so Mm. great about that especially during this time when everybody's kind of so out and loud and proud about um, you know every little thing that they're doing because it feels like like, you know, there has to be a certain level of exploitation for your work to make sure that you're seen and heard and respected. And when there's mm-hmm. so much noise, but Claudius definitely started this to fulfill a need within the circus world, which I also love. And his business is obviously heavily connected to the circus world. And he provides Mm -hmm. a lot of resource uh, for circus artists uh, in a way that maybe bigger companies uh, couldn't because they have never performed before and they don't know what it's like to need a prop to work a certain way in a certain environment in a certain degree. And, um, And because Claudius has continued to perform while he has um, had this very successful side business, I thought he was a really great person to give really great insight because sometimes people are doing things, but it's maybe something that they've done in the past. But I think it's really important to get advice from people that are doing it in real time because you get more of a visceral experience. Um, for our second guest, Michael Garner, he is brilliant. He is a former Cusa clown for Cirque du Soleil, and he is a creative director, and we will be... Vir- focusing on virtual event planning with Michael. And of course, virtual event planning is pretty much, I mean, it's exploded this year and it'll yeah, exactly. And it'll be, it'll be what we are, you know, taking with us into the future. And that's what I love of uh, this topic with, um, with Michael because he's not just speaking about how you can virtual plan right now but he's talking about how you can continue to virtual plan uh in the future and how you will be able to gain financially from that when things quote unquote start back and go Uh, go back to normal. And with uh, this virtual uh, event planning episode as well, we're going to be focusing on how to do it right, how to do it high end, the expectations keep on rising in and around virtual event planning. um, As things do, when people get used to something, they want to take it to the next level, and they want it to be more quality and to be more interactive. And so we are, uh, Michael is really brilliant. He, uh, he really geeks out, uh, as he says about himself um, about this because there's so much that you can do with the virtual event planning space. And so we'll get to see where he's taken it um, and beyond. And another topic that we are going to have is about financial savvy. Our guest will be uh, Melissa Bender, and she is the creator of Broke Girl Rich. She is she is brilliant. Yeah, Broke Girl. She is a stage manager, and um and she's got this entire blog dedicated to how to freelance and how to gig, um while being financially savvy, like doing your money good. And that one to me is, oof, I think that's you know that's the underlying cause for everything that you do, and especially right now with um all of us trying to figure out how to make sure that we can stay financially afloat um, from now and beyond, especially because it's difficult. And so Melissa is going to Uh, We're going to look into that. You know, how do you freelance and and make money well? How do you save um, well while you are maybe doing a resident show? What are the different aspects and the different causes of financial insecurity when you're touring or when you are doing just gigs and events to events? And what does that look like? How do you need to um, financially be um, astute in the different um, environments that you're going to be in when you're a circus performer. Should you have an investment plan? What do you do with your yeah. money? How do you let it grow for you? How do you budget it so, so that you can important. create?
0: Yeah, yeah. Nobody talks about that stuff. So these are all really important topics to what's happening right now in the circus world, and very valuable information.
1: Yes, I think so, and that's what we really wanted to do, Kim. We think like an acrobat. We wanted the topics to feel relatable to now um, Mm -hmm. that they were not um, just topics that were focused on kind of you know, future things that are, that, are, that are not practical. Again, it's back to the circus practicality of it all. And we are funny about money <laughs> in the circus yeah. business. We don't like to discuss money. It's difficult to get people to speak out about money and how they make their money, um, what they mm-hmm. do with their money. Um, and yes. I think that the least amount of shame that you have around that topic, the better because your entire career depends on it. And I think that you deserve to be able to learn how to do that properly, if you are working this hard and giving up so many um, hours and days and 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 months and years of your life, obviously with a career that you know you might not end up doing until you are eighty years old or even sixty years old. So there are different um, special. Um, requirements around how you deal with your money, I think, in this business. And so we really wanted to kind of pull back that layer and not have as much shame in and around the um, topic about money.
0: That's brilliant. And you and you also have one about contracts. And we can just talk about the topics now for the last few. We, so there's one on contracts. And what else is there? Yes, there's one on how to get a good contract. That'll be with Eureka Stork. And um,
1: there is another one about agents, uh, which will be, Mm. I think, fascinating. I'm sure everyone will want to tune into that one.
0: Yeah, that's important. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, yes. Very, very, very important about uh, about agenting, about good agents, uh, bad agents, um, what to expect, um, what to look out for. I think that one also too, especially right now because we are agenting in so many, we are being agented in so many different spaces that we never were in before, and now everybody's mm. an agent, and that's a problem. <laughs> i think that's a very big problem and i've seen a lot of different issues with that and so it's not your you know the, the times of the past where everybody kind of knew who the agent was now there's so many people that agents that come into play where no one really knows who they are and figuring out and finding information out about them is somewhat difficult um, we also mm-hmm. kind of go into the fact that you can have a different experience with an agent based upon the country of your origin and i mm-hmm. think that that's something that's not spoken about enough either. I've had situations where I've recommended people, but maybe not wanted to recommend them in certain spaces because maybe they've treated me better um, and not treated other demographics from circus as well. Um, So I think that that's a very fine line and We've got uh, an agent who is willing to speak openly and honest to us about Mm -hmm. about about the willings and dealings of agents, because we know it's hard sometimes to get a lot of truth in that and um, Mm -hmm. how uh, artists can very much be taken advantage of by uh, by
0: by very bad agents who have a lot of power. Yeah, deep digging. That's pretty cool. So what do you think uh, Think Like an Acrobat will accomplish this year, this series?
1: I think and I hope (laughs) that Think Like an Acrobat will really educate uh, circus artists and everyone everyone in all of their moving parts connected and associated with the circus business. Um, And I hope that it changes um, the discourse in and around these topics that I think are very important and that affect um, artists in having a good career. I hope that people feel... Feel like they came away with um with with more knowledge and with the ability to support themselves and that they have more agency over their careers. are our, our most several of our our our, our entries our our episode is about doing this for yourself. So thinking for yourself, resourcing for yourself, um, mm-hmm. negotiating for yeah, yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so putting the power back in artist's hands and reminding them of the power that we have and that you have over your own career and by understanding these things I hope that it makes every single performer feel like they do have more power over their career no matter what area or at what stage they are in their careers because it's this is not just about newcomers and it's not just about people in the middle and not people and circus artists at the end because I know artists that have been taken advantage of at all times in their careers and for sure. and it's to me as well, where I have mm-hmm. been, you know, taken advantage of, and thought, "Wow!" At this point, I would not have expected that to happen to me, and it's humbling. But it's not just humbling; it's maddening. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I have a certain level of, I think, um, moral outrage and anger. For, um for the lack of information that circus artists get and the power that these entities in this business wield over us when they can't survive without us so to me I hope that artists feel like they have more protection for themselves this is really I think a series to give back and inform and feel like you learned something that you felt like was maybe being kept from you or but that you can definitely institute and see like practical results in your career. We don't want this to be, you know, just like fluff or just kind of like theorizing. These are actual concrete examples and experiences that I've had, that I gave examples of, that the guests give examples of, that we hope will make everybody feel much more confident and much more proactive in um, pushing their careers forward.
0: That's great. So empowering the artists to to take charge of their career, that seems like a great uh, accomplishment for this series, and it's going to premiere November 2nd, right? And it's going to be vlog based, so it'll be a video interview. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about it? Um, about viewers and how they can send in questions? Or-
1: yes, before we go, I just wanted to mention that in every episode of Think Like an Acrobat, I will have an advice section where viewers can send their video or audio recorded questions on a theme for me to answer. So for the first episode, the topic is side hustles. So please let us know what you want to know about making money during these strange times in order to ensure your continuing work in circus and send those questions or uh, video form or audio to news at circus talk.com and you will find yourself in the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's brilliant. I think that's a pretty cool uh, feature as well. Well, thanks so much, Shanae, for being my guest. I'm excited about this um, series, and um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today.
1: Thank you so much, Kim, for having me. Thank you for having um, Think Like an Acrobat. I'm so excited to be a part of this and to watch this sequence and this vlog grow.
0: I really appreciate it. Awesome. I just want to say uh, from Circus Talk that we would appreciate your support to carry on our essential work. If you can, upgrade to pro for as little as $4.99 a month now with our COVID-19 yearly discount on annual membership. And remember, when you do this, you'll have automatic access to all of the upcoming Think Like an Acrobat episodes. Thank you for listening, everyone.